Is that a dressing gown I can see? Well, yes. It's literally the crack of 10am. Well, it's early, isn't it? It's early. <laughs> it's early. That's, it's not early. Like, I'm jet lagged. It feels like four o'clock in the morning to me. <laughs> well, maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'm permanently jet lagged in the other way or something. But, you know, I've, I've been awake quite a long while. I've been awake. I just haven't actually got out of bed because I, you might view it as laziness. I look at it as retirement planning. That's what I look at it. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, getting ready. That's the joy of being a writer. You can write anywhere. So that's good. Well done. Well, see if you can find your way to recording a podcast, really. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode, um, no idea, 267? Yeah, I think so. Christmas special. Well, not really. No, Christmas is in in June, surely. Well, I mean, it is Christmas, it just won't be very special. That's what I mean, really. Um, (laughs) Of course it Anyway, welcome to episode 267 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. Uh, My name is Nick Page, and there, back from Mexico, is Joe Davis. Hello! Yes, and just about awake. (laughs) Oh, mate. When did you get back? Uh, early hours of Tuesday morning. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. After no sleep on the plane. Can you sleep on planes? I occasionally can if I absolutely force myself, but generally I can't, no. Um, and I've never turned left, you know, going on a plane where I believe you can sleep, you know, in the, in the posh seats. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, no, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? What must that yeah. be like? <laughs> No idea. Probably not good for us to get used to it, or would it, really? <laughs> anyway, um, yes, well, it's good to have you back. Thank and, you. Uh, so I suppose yeah. we should start with, uh, we haven't really got any church notices. Apart we, from, right? I believe it's Christmas. Well, I mean, you know, on Monday. Do you feel Christmassy? Is it? Is it really Christmas on Monday, Christmas Day? Well, I do feel reasonably Christmassy for reasons that I might, I'll come on Oh, to, okay, all right, you fair know, enough. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, because also I've had a couple of days off, so that's another reason why I'm still in my uh, yeah in my dressing gown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yes. So um, how how are things? Anyway, update us. Yeah. Okay. So my brother is is still very much with us. He he likes to do this trick of going to death's door and then coming back. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is quite extraordinary. And and to be out there for for well, it's ten days, and to to go on that journey with his wife, you know, every day is different. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was it was wonderful. He was conscious for the first sort of five or six days I was there, and then he was sort of unconscious um, for the last few days. But evidently, he's he's back again uh, now. And uh, yeah, he's got this neuropathy. It's a very tricky thing. It's gone to his brain. And uh, I do want to say again. I mean, my stepfather had dementia. Um, but seeing it up close again with Brian, it, it it just gives you such respect for people who are dealing with it. So any of our listeners who are caring for someone with dementia, much love to you mm. at this mm. time. It's such a challenging and difficult illness and, and, and so hard to uh, deal with, as well as all his other complications. So, yeah, which I won't bother going into. But, yeah, um, he's around and, you know, it's a very difficult time for the family over there. But, yeah. So, so that's the update. 
Well, I'm sure it was great you going. I, mean, I was very know. grateful to go. Very grateful. Yeah. 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 And um, and I mean, also, I suppose our, our our sympathies go out to anyone who's who's in a similar situation at this time. You know, um, yes, yeah. Sort of saying goodbye can be very hard, very wearing physically and emotion as well as emotionally, can't it? And I think so. typically with dementia, you do end up saying goodbye for a long, long yeah. time. It's yeah. it's it's mm. different to other illnesses, I think. So yeah, yeah, very much so. I tell you what, I was still pondering. Those things you said last week, you know, the Ruskin quote about colour being a divine gift Mm. from God. And just, you know, it's such a colourful place out there. They really do colour the Mexicans big time. Yeah, they do, don't they? And yeah, uh, and yeah so that's that's I loved that last week. And also the idea of communion as journey food. I'm still chewing that one over quite literally <laughs> so yeah that's good yeah. yeah yeah what did you call it Ken- kendall mint cake kendall mint cake for the spiritual journey i'm now viewing communion as kendall mint cake yeah that's good it's funny isn't it kendall mint cake because nobody uses it nowadays in explorers you know to, because no no because they use gels and all this other stuff and basically ah. it's just a massive chunk of sugar isn't <laughs> yeah. it? but but it's still advertised. For those of you who don't know what it is, Kendall Mint Cake is like a slab of sort of minty sugar, basically, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. It's, it's, I love it. I love that <laughs> stuff. But it, it, I mean, yes, you might get you to the end of the journey, but you'd have no teeth left, basically, if you went. <laughs> yeah. They'd fall out on the top of Everest. But it's still got all the badges on the back, hasn't it, about all the expeditions it was used on. If, I haven't seen one recently. If you if you look at them, they were all back in the 50s, you know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't think anybody uses it now, nowadays. Anyway, um, uh, well, I'm glad to have you back. That's good. It, it's great to be back. It genuinely is. And how are you? Mm. How's, how's things? Yeah, good. Yeah, all right. It's been quite relaxed, as I said. Had a couple of days off, and nice. uh, which is nice. So finished on Monday. I should be writing a book, as you know. So mm. I can't really take today off. But um, you know, not going to do much, am I? Really? You are looking very relaxed, I must say. <laughs> I am pretty relaxed. I mean, obviously, there's ongoing, you know, plumbing mysteries and all that that we have normally. <laughs> uh, once again, on Thursdays, the plumbing decided to switch itself off this morning. Okay. <laughs> it's, I think it's just saving us for global warming. Anyway, um, what did I do? Oh, i tell you what I watched, and I don't normally watch this. Um, the hairy bikers, you know, the, the, the cooks. Yeah. You know, they're not really, I, I've never really watched them very much, right. you know. Right. But the one that is just out is the Christmas special. Um one of them's had cancer treatment, basically. Oh, right. And it's very moving. It's very emotional. And, uh, you know, uh, showing his sort of road back to getting back on the bike. And, mm. you know, it has all the contrivances of the normal cookery show mm. when they mm. they turn up and people are surprised to see them when you know yeah. <laughs> it's all been <laughs> done in advance. But anyway, you know, um, but it's I found it quite moving. You know, it's quite quite good. Recommend okay. that. Okay, good. Um, and you were saying, am I feeling Christmassy? Well, let me tell you, mate. Yes. I have been to four carol services so far. Ah, that will help. Yes. And I have been to none. So, yes, that probably Well, helps. that will help, in, yeah. my, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, four. Flipping four. Wow. Um, yeah. Serious. So, 
Well, we went to one in this tiny church called West Chal- uh, St. Lawrence West Chalo, which I I love. That was last Saturday, and then I was speaking at a couple. Oh, were you? Yeah, and then and then we had carols on the green on Monday. So I've sung a lot of carols. Actually, what was interesting, one of the ones last week, was that uh, I got talking to a guy, and uh, he said, oh, well, I'm an atheist, really. Hmm. He said, but, but, but we like carols. His wife is uh, suffering from... Well, he called it amnesia, so it's not quite dementia, but but you know, it's kind of like she she's very forgetful, but she can still remember all the traditional um, uh, carols. So he likes to bring her along, and he likes to sing them, and I thought that was really interesting. Mm. And I can think back to how I would have viewed that some years ago. You know, that slightly Puritan disdain that you get yeah, yes, for people sure. who just yeah. turn up once a year, yeah, and uh, you know, don't really take it seriously. Um, you know, because there were certain churches that, you know, you used to have conversations with which was quite almost resentful of Christmas because it wasn't Easter. And, um, and you know, all these people were turning up in their opinion for the wrong festival. You know? <laughs> and I think that's, you know, obviously that's true to a certain extent because Easter is the key Christian yeah. festival. It's the ancient Christian yeah. festival and Easter yeah. and, and, and indeed communion, the oldest commemorations in the church. But, but... You know, I, as I've got older, I kind of thought, well, that's nice, isn't it? Mm. It's nice that they can come, and it's nice that 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 this plays a traditional role in their in their uh, lives. Yeah, why not? And it, I mean, it's not as if it's not as if carols have any real meaning anyway. I mean, they are <laughs> utter nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the other thing that that really gets you about going to four carol services is that. You just realise who wrote this. Really, <laughs> you know the tunes are good. Yeah, the tunes are great. Yeah, I mean King Wenceslas, for heaven's sake, you know what is <laughs> what is wrong with you? He, he he wasn't a king. He wasn't good, and he wasn't called Wenceslas. But apart from that, apart from that they got that, at, they got it exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His name was Vaclav. He was a duke, duke of Bohemia, right? And um, he was actually, uh, um, I think he, I think he was poisoned by his brother, who was whose name was Boleslaus the Cruel. So, you, you, do you know what? I'd have thought actually, if your brother is called Boleslaus the Cruel, yeah. you don't go to dinner yeah. with him. You, you don't, you don't send him Christmas cards, do you? <laughs> yeah, unless unless he thought it was Boleslaus the Cruet, and he thought he was just kind of, you know, it was a misprint. <laughs> he just thought he was going to give him salt and pepper. How do you know Good King Wenceslas is about him? Because that's who, that's who the saint is, Saint Vaclav. Saint oh, Jesus. okay. Saint of Bohemia, and uh, I think the guy who wrote it was it J M Neal or something. He took anyway. It's it's a load of every time I okay. sing it, I get more and more annoyed. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then I quite enjoy getting annoyed at carols these days. I've decided. Yeah, yeah you do. So. Yeah, exactly. It's all part of the festive tradition for you. <laughs> anyway, so all of that. Was just a means of saying, you if you want to go to a Christmas service, you go. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel pressured. Have enjoy it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Okay, well, mm. shall we move on? Yes, we might as well. Yes, well, because it, you know it's Christmas on Monday, so uh, I've got another good quote, by the way. But before that, some feedback and some 
important feedback from the lovely listener Mim, who says, hi, both. Uh, it was lovely to hear you this morning. I'm glad Joe's visit is going well. She says, my sister-in-law kindly bought me a daily readings book for Advent. And on day two, I was informed that before God, we're the equivalent of bacteria on a Petri dish. <laughs> demoted from a wormy worm didn't know it was possible she said i'm trying to be positive but i couldn't work out any way of spinning that into a positive other than the fact you guys might enjoy it it's put me off reading the rest of the book but i'll persevere and that's from me oh that's nice isn't it so here's some good news everyone your bacteria <laughs> on a petri dish thank you goodbye happy christmas <laughs> Utterly nonsensical. <laughs> just, you know, it doesn't even make sense as an analogy, does it? Because bacteria, we can't see them. You know, we can't. That's the whole point of bacteria. We yeah. can't, you know, they. Whereas God, of course, has a relationship with us. How can you have a relationship with bacteria? At least with a worm, you can see the thing. You know, you <laughs> yeah. dig it up. And also, hold isn't it in some your hand. bacteria good? Don't we need bacteria? To, I mean, bifidus, we bifidus digestivum and all that. Lot. Yes. All those yogurts. <laughs> exactly. Have Actimel and active bacteria, apparently. Maybe that's what the reading meant. Actually, oh. before God, we're the equivalent of bifidus digestivum, just helping things go around properly. <laughs> we're good for the, the gut. gut. <laughs> That's what we are. There we are, Mim. We've solved it. It's okay. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Happy Christmas. <laughs> we're not actually. No, that doesn't work because we're not even in the gut. We're in a Petri dish. We're an experiment. Oh, Oh shush! I, I just spun that out positively, and you've yeah, ruined yeah. it again. Just gone back. Come on! Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so... Well, uh, thank you for that, Mim. That's really, you know, cheered me up immensely. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> Thanks, Mim. So here we are at the end of another year. Mm. Can you believe it? And can you believe that our lovely listeners are still listening to us? So we want to we want to leave them with a good. A good old Christmas thought, don't we? He said. <laughs> what, trying to think of one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah, do. We I think it'd be nice. We thought it might be nice just to look back over the past year in terms of the podcast and yes. think about what our highlights have been and uh, what we've enjoyed. A task made slightly more difficult by the fact I can't actually remember most of the episodes. <laughs> I know, it's fun. Well, I have to look them up. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you some of my highlights and then you can tell me something. So, go on then. This was the year we had the song of the Chiff Chaff. Oh, there wasn't that great. That? Yeah. that was great. It's, it's very emotional. Perhaps we could turn it into a Christmas Chiff Chaff, although we don't get them at this time of year. Uh, it'd be nice. Well, they are around. They're just in, in Africa, aren't they? Or I think They're so, yeah. South. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Although with warmer winters, I suspect summer staying. But yeah, that's yeah. good. We had some really great interviews uh, this year. We had, we had Chris Scott uh, talking about the Jesus myth. That was a good one. We had Ali talking about the Enneagram. Uh, we had Lacey Fimborgo. Uh, we had Olivia Jackson. And, of course, we had Harry Baker. Um, so there was some yeah. amazing ones, yeah. Well, I think they were really interesting. Even, you know, they're always stimulating, I think, even when you mm. don't necessarily agree with, with what's being said or, or you have mm. questions. Mm. I, I did really enjoy the one with Ali and the Enneagram. Mm. Um 
I just thought it was one of the best explanations of it I've I've mm. heard really. And uh, some of the stuff that Lacey was saying, I just uh, yeah really really like though that stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, not that the others weren't good, but I d- those are the ones that really sort of stick in my memory really. Yes, yeah. And there were some great titles, which is down to you. Thank you. We had uh, Glossolia growing up the trellis. We had an yeah. emotional frisson. I can't remember the emotional frisson now. And you were stoned to death with fridge magnets at one point. Yes, I think I looked back over the episodes and I think the titles, I was on top four. <laughs> you were. <laughs> Although none of them are actually helpful no, in understanding what the episode is of about. Of course they're not. <laughs> I was particularly proud of the last one, actually, uh, the Emmanuel in, in Mexico. Yes, I liked that one. Thank you so much for that it one. It sort of took me, it took me back. <laughs> <laughs> And you were questioning the spelling on it, but the spelling is accurate. The spelling okay. is... Uh, you can spell Emmanuel, Emmanuel with either an E or an I, but... Uh, so why is dub- that? Why is it one way correct and the other way incorrect? It's transliteration, isn't it, from the Hebrew, that's why. Okay. So it could be, you know, they don't have... We're using different different uh, okay. vowels at the beginning. Okay. That's all. Fair play, fair play. Mm. All right. Yeah. yeah, how about you? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think... Um, there were themes, looking back, there were certain themes that seemed to come out across the year. Hmm. Uh, one was the theme of gratitude, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's quite a few things, times when we're sort of expressing thanks or, you know, there was grumpy grumpy gratitude and all that kind of stuff uh, that we were hmm. trying to do. Um, and I also think it was interesting that that, that was allied with with talking quite a bit about loss, mm. you know, people um, dealing with loss, particularly, yeah. I thought, I thought particularly interesting, the stuff about people um, grieving for their past certainties, yes, and their past yeah. beliefs, the, and the idea of being grateful for that of writing a, a, a eulogy, you know, for your, mm. for your past ideas, yes, in a way, and, yeah, and of being thankful for them. I think it was quite powerful, really. Um, yeah, so I think I think the other thing that's really come out to me this year was I think this year has been quite a strong sense of community in the podcast, which I mm, yeah. wasn't really expecting. You know, the the sense of um, a group of us together, and um, you know, at the end of the day, what's that Ram Dass quote? We're all just sort of walking each other home. We're yeah, all, I love that. We're all giving yeah. each other food for the journey basically yeah. that's what we were about yeah right? yeah so i think i think i would want to say looking back i would want to say a big thank you to all our listeners really yeah, me too. because a lot of what we talk about is our own personal experiences mm. and uh you know we, we try not to get too sort of self-obsessed kind of thing but mm. i'm just grateful that anyone listens to two blokes trying to work it out really. <laughs> yeah, you know that's, that's exactly what it's become yeah yeah yeah. So thank you very much to everyone who listens. And and I mean, this might be a good place to say thank you uh, to everyone who supports the podcast as well. It makes that possible. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're really grateful for that. And, uh, you know, it keeps it keeps us in Negronis, which I think is the yeah, idea. I, I think that was the idea. Yeah. And listen, if you've been meaning all year to give and you're wondering what to do with all that money you've got, because we know it's been a particularly rich and lustrous year for wealth. It has. And Christmas is such a time when we're feeling flush with cash, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? exactly. Then it's not too late to give to the uh, Christmas Negroni Fund. <laughs> no, but seriously, we are very grateful. And yeah, very grateful for yeah. people who contribute 
very grateful for the number of people who recommend the podcast. Is you know yeah. we get so many emails for saying, oh, somebody put me onto this, and yes, I've been looking did. for something yeah. like this. We get some emails saying somebody put me onto this, and you know they're no longer my friend. Because <laughs> yeah. of um, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so I think that sense of community and yes, uh, yeah. togetherness is yeah. is thank you really quite strong this year. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, and I think one of the strengths of the community is the diversity. I mean, like for example, even you and I don't don't necessarily agree and we've landed in quite different places in Mm. our christian journey you're very much happy within church structures still and you're very comfortable speaking in churches and doing the churchy thing going to carol services and all that sort of thing whereas it it tends to make me twitch a little (laughs) and you know and i very much found a home sort of outside of of christian um I suppose existing structures mm. and and living out my Christian faith in a way that seems real and right and appropriate uh, to me and finding more confidence in that and I think the listeners have helped with that as well actually with the emails they've been writing in and and with stuff like that so again thanks to them all for that but there's there is that sort of there's that, such a vulnerability and fear and fear's been the backdrop I think to yeah. quite a lot of what's been going on this year don't you think yeah. No, I think, and I think that that's true. I mean, one of the biggest issues that we've got as a society is is being scared of people who disagree with us. Yeah, you know, turning them into enemies. Yeah, and if you turn them into enemy, you fear them. So that's ridiculous. Mm. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't really understand that. And it seems we've lost that as a society. And sure, there are points where we disagree, and there are points where we uh, agree. Uh, many more points, I think, which mm. we agree on. Um, so you get those two sort of fears going on. Firstly, the fear mm. of 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 anyone who disagrees with you, and you you, yeah. you you don't even want to hear those opinions because it shakes your own opinion, or because because I don't know, yeah, whatever. And secondly, the the general stuff that's going on in the world, the the mm. constant diet of fear that we're fed. Yes, um, and it has been a pretty rubbish year hasn't it i mean it's been a terrible year in in terms of conflict and yes war and what's going on at the moment in uh, israel and gaza it's it's just awful yes it really is but i suppose that makes it important for us to think about fear to think about the message of christmas Uh, you know one of the key messages of christmas is do not be afraid yeah yeah Um, yeah and i think that's what I, i you know really what i wanted to say at sort of the end of this year you know, to echo that message of the the angels, fear not. You know, it's really interesting mm. that those are the opening words. I think, I, th- I think, especially in terms of when one thinks about God, the whole history is to be in trembling and fearful and frightened, and you know, God's so big and almighty, yes. and I'm such a I'm such a bacteria on a petri dish. Indeed. And who yes. am I against God? And it's so it's so it's sort of religion generates this great fear, and I think part of the message of the incarnation that we celebrate this day is it's good to be human everyone it's yes, great to be yes. human yeah. um and and to have emotions and to to feel and to think and to you know to have capacity to act you know this is wonderful it's a wonderful wonderful uh gift and i suppose i wanted to say especially to people who are in the that part of their mid-faith journey where they think oh gosh you, you know is there something wrong with me I don't fit in I don't belong I, do, do you know I want to be a part of a community but if I go to this community I just end up feeling lonely and alienated and everything and I think I want to say to you fear fear not 
for this journey. You know, this is a a more bespoke individual part of the journey you're doing now. We've often said that churches are quite good for the early stages of faith, but actually the the, the later stages of faith are so individual. They're as individual as we are. Your deconstruction journey doesn't have to look like mine, doesn't have to look like other people's. You're cultivating your own sort of spiritually spirituality now. Mm. And that does feel a bit scary to be on your own. But knowing that love intuitively is the way, I think that you can sort of come back to the Bible with you know, fresh eyes. You can come back to the church with fresh eyes. And it might be that some of you make that decision that actually being who I am and having had the experiences I've had of church, church is no longer going to be my home. And I want to say, fear not, that's okay. And you might decide that actually being an atheist, you might have been so, you know, battered by certain things that actually atheism is the route for you. And again, I, I still feel I want to say to you, fear not. You know, we may think that you're missing out on stuff, but you may not be missing out on stuff because your journey is not like yours. Some of you might become a bit more agnostic in the later stages of your your spiritual journey. And I want to say, fear not that that is OK. I don't think there's a God anywhere that is sort of, you know, fretting about the fact you're not on your knees worshipping her or him. And, you know, worried about the fact you might not believe in them. I just that for me, that God cannot exist. And that that God is very much a part of past humanity. I, I, I think, you know, what God is, is love. And and so love can cope with all your doubt and disbelief and all those things. But what's really important is that you live authentically to yourself. So fear not. There's a little sermon. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. If you if you'd like to come forward, no, I think I. So looking back at the yeah. the, the do not fear message, I mean, there's a number of levels I think within mm. the the Bible on it. I mean, obviously there is that numinous awe mm. of something happening. You know, it's spiritual yeah. encounters. God, there's that. Yeah. There's the fact that most people in the Bible, when they they meet an angel, it's mm you know they'll need to change their trousers at scary some point. Stuff. it's a fairly scary <laughs> you know yeah. issue yeah but i think the other thing we miss out on is that in the culture of the time the context of the time everyone in that context lived their lives against the sort of background hum of fear mm, that's sure. what was going yeah. on because they were in occupied territory and um yeah. and because life was uncertain um and so you know i think that speaks quite powerfully to to our view of the world at the moment yes indeed. because we all we live against that sort of background hum as well that constant drip feed of um social media fear or whatever and i yeah i do it like everybody else to do the doom scrolling and you know look mm. for it and um and and so i think that message is on different levels it's it's you know as our friend uh Trevor says, you know, the, the kingdom of God is a perfectly safe and perfectly good place to be. Yeah. It's it's always hard for me to remember that. Um and it's been quite a fearful year in some respects for for me personally and and, and, yeah, and in sure. terms of the world stuff. But I think that's really important. And and it comes back to what you were saying, God is love. Um and what has loved it? Well it casts out fear. So Yes. You know, I, I think those those you know, it just the Christmas story, whatever you think about it, and you and I have different mm. views on historicity of it, but but it is working on different levels. Yes. Um, 
in terms of those uh, those things. But I think that's really important because the Christmas story then becomes, you know, useful in a way about about how to deal with real life. You know, I don't say it's not useful because obviously the incarnation is quite handy. Yes, uh, but you know, it's, it's a useful thing. You know, but it's also about a, a message that helps us on on day to day. You know, um, we'll say more a bit, say a bit more about that. How? Well, how well, it's the shepherds. If you look at the shepherds, so I, I, I know you'll fall asleep during this bit, but <laughs> in, in first century uh, view of shepherds. They're they're very much second class citizens. You know the the sure. the uh, one rabbi said, um, "Do not teach your son to be a shepherd because it's the trade of thieves." Mm. You know the, the, they were very much looked down on that. The idea they were always on the make. So Orthodox Jews were forbidden to buy milk or a kid or not not a child, a, a, you know, a goat yeah, yeah. Uh, from or or, uh, or wool from a shepherd because it was assumed to have been stolen. Um, okay. right. You know, yeah, it fell off, that. fell yeah. off, fell off the back of a flock, gov. You know, uh, <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, the Mishnah, which is the second-century collection of Jewish law, mm. links shepherds with um, dice players and tax collectors as unclean. So they they couldn't be called as witnesses in trial, mm. and they they sure. had very few civic and legal rights. So basically, this is an outcast yeah. group who have so much to fear. Yeah, and are being told. Do not fear. Oh, by the way, this is a sign for you, for you as yeah. a group. He's yeah. born in a peasant household. It's for you. Yeah. It's a sign yeah. that he's one of you. So, so, you know, God yeah. is God is with us. God is for. This is what I was preaching on at the weekend. Yeah, you could sure. tell this, can't you? No, this is great. I'm in, into it. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you know, the Emmanuel, God is yeah. with us, but God is also for us. He's on our side in the good sense, not in the sense of you know he will. Beat all our a, enemies, but that's a radically different view, isn't it? Because we yeah. we are brought up to think that we're on a petri dish or whatever it is, a wormy exactly. worm or whatever. And so, so to think that it's not just that God is tolerating you, but actually likes you and uh, is is somehow on your side. It, uh, indeed, and, yeah. and and it's about inclusion of yeah those who were not normally included. And that's the same message of the Magi, yeah. you know. Yeah, foreign disbelievers yeah. in so many ways, you know, not not um, righteous, but sure. so, you know, I, I I just think that's really important to get back to that message of of inclusion, that 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 whole message that God is is both with us and for us. He's we are not bacteria. We are yeah. precious uh, individuals. Yeah, yeah, that's that's terrific. That's really good. Thank you. Well, shall I shall I come to this quote that I thought would yeah. was well, it's it's not necessarily a Christmas quote. It's more a gospel quote. We revisited our gospels, didn't we, earlier mm. in the year? And I just think sometimes you know around mid faith we get confused, and you know even at Christmas we can be confused about how much of this is literal, how much of this is metaphor. What what's it all meaning? Thank you for what you've just said because I think that I agree with everything. You've just said that's so, so helpful. But I came across this quote um, from a chap called Don Sadlier. And um, it says this, and I thought this would be helpful to people. So I'm going to share it with you. It says, Christianity can be confusing, but the way of Jesus was pretty clear. Here we go. Right. Move toward the poor, empower the woman, create space at the table, throw parties, widen the family boundaries poke holes in oppressive systems, 
Don't retaliate with violence. Forgive your enemy. Don't store up wealth. Be present with people. Heal. Announce. Push back darkness. The kingdom of God is near. That's good, isn't it? There's some good stuff in there. uh, And I don't disagree with any of that, really. So... (laughs) we should come back to that at another point because I there's great stuff in there, but there's also some interesting stuff that isn't in there. But anyway, the, mm. I don't want to pick holes in it because no, it no, ties, no, no, no. Yeah. ties in with what I was just saying about the the inclusion of yeah, of, absolutely, uh, yeah, of the outcast uh, being a core message of Christmas. Widen the family boundaries and poke holes in oppressive systems. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's terrific, isn't it? Yeah. And the other message of Christmas, I think, is that welcoming Jesus is hard sometimes. It it forces you into discomfort and exile even at points. Yes. You know, uh, it was, it's not an easy story, actually, when you strip away the, the sort of Christmas card imagery. Uh, and I think that's going to be true for all of us. The real way of Jesus that he described there, that guy described there, is, is hard. It's difficult. It's going to put some people's backs up. Yeah, yeah. And and just the encouragement to live differently in this world. I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I think that Worthing at this time of year, see, the, the drivers on the roads just seem to go mental. They're just so angry. And I suppose because people are stressed often at mm. this time of year. And so one of my practices <laughs> since I've been back is to just try and bless those drivers who are driving so kind of idiotically on the road. Because otherwise I could get really angry. And I don't want to be angry and stressed when mm. I'm driving my car around visiting families. And, you know, people are pulling out in front of you and driving outrageously. And so, so, so you know, you talked about earlier about, you know, we just need to live this stuff out and be practical. So for us this Christmas time, it's it's tolerating the difficult family member it's it's blessing them with good food and and kindness it's it's being kind to the stranger to the stupid drivers it's being merciful to the poor you know um checkout people who are, are serving your food and being kind to them and noticing that they're human beings serving us and i you know not all of us are facing deep persecution like so many are in the world but actually we're all facing our own little battles and and somehow this message of Jesus has to address our situation where we're actually living out our faith and you know mercifully for most of us anyway I assume listening is not in a context of persecution and war and terror uh, as many are around the world but that doesn't mean that this hasn't got a lot to say uh, to all of that so I, I hope that you know we can be food for the journey for people and encourage you to live with kindness and love and generosity because i think that really is at the heart of uh, what we're doing what we're celebrating this christmas well thank you for that and thank you uh, everyone for listening um yes yeah we should we should wrap up now i should go and get dressed i suppose and do yes. some work well yeah. and you should even start preparing your vegetables now getting ready for the season that's that's true actually yes because i don't <laughs> feel like stressed out enough so uh, i should go and get more stressed by just looking at some sprouts actually. yes that stresses me <laughs> you and i do not agree about sprouts let me tell you that no it's one of the biggest heresies that you hold uh, but anyway <laughs> listen uh thank you so much for listening thank you for your support of the podcast over the year yes, that's been wonderful you. We do hope you have a, a wonderful Christmas, very blessed. You yes. feel that God is with you and God is for you. 
And uh, yeah, we'll be back in the new year, I guess, will we? Yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see you in the new year. Although the new year isn't really till March twenty fifth, as we. As no, we that's know. true. But in the meantime, it just leaves me to say uh, Merry Christmas to all you bacteria everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>